Oh, so good, guys. So good to have you all here. Just a few minutes, a bit of a talk, and then we'll go have some uh, cake and uh, lunch and things like that. Don't you love all decoration? Abby did this. Marlon's wife, Abby, did all those, the bowls here. Beautiful bowls. Can you see them? The red bowls. And, of course, the whole entrance, all decorations. So give it up for Abby. She was here at the first service, and uh, so good in this way. Wow. So three weeks ago, we uh, released our uh, Kingdom Culture Values. Now, our um, mission statement is transforming the world with the good news of Jesus, right? We have three uh, anchor uh, words or beliefs, core beliefs, that is presence, passion, and purpose. But then we have nine kingdom culture values. It basically describes the culture that we have. The culture that we believe in the Bible is part of this fellowship, this church. And the first of all, which is the most important one, the first one is God's presence is our priority. Let's say it together. God's presence is our priority. Everything is, begins and ends with God. He is our source. He is our life. He is our everything. But that can be just a statement. I'm talking about pursuing the heart of God. I'm, I'm talking about a living, experiential relationship with God. But all of us individually and as families, but also as a church. Amen? Amen? So our focus and our joy is to pursue the heart of God. This is our first passion. Our first passion is to pursue the heart of God. I, I, I named this talk Pursuing God's Heart. Pursuing God's heart. And that's why we love worship so much, the presence of God. That's why we invited Morgan to come for this weekend, just to be part of the worship, because we love his presence so much. You know, five minutes in the manifest presence of God will change you more than maybe a lifetime of just your own kind of effort and your own works and your own trying to get better or whatever. Just to, and so we want people here, we want you, we want me to experience the presence of God. We want to focus on him. We want all of us to have an encounter with Jesus and not just once in your lifetime that will change you but an ongoing encounter with Jesus whether it's in your own secret place every day or in the church or whatever you are we want people when they come in here to encounter the love the power the glory and the person of Jesus Christ amen so our passion is to pursue the heart of God now, there was one man in the Bible, it's my favorite Bible character, maybe yours too. His name is David. Anybody that likes David in the Bible? Yeah, yeah, some of those worship people and the Father, yeah, you know, the Jesus. I love David. And of course, David was called a man after God's own heart. He was the only one in the Bible that was called a man after God's own heart. Why? It's because he pursued the heart of God. He loved God. He had such a powerful relationship with God. Some people say he was almost like a New Testament person already, although he wasn't born again. But the relationship with God, there was almost like New Testament really, although he lived in an Old Testament uh, era. He was like a forerunner, a prototype of what was to come. And so uh, Samuel he was looking for a king. God says, I want you to go to Jesse. That was the father of David. And the brother says, I want you to get a, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a son there who's going to be king. Now, he didn't know which one it was. But God would tell him when all those guys, all the brothers would be paraded in front of him. So all the brothers came paraded in front of him, which was great. But it was not there. Now, they were amazing. They looked like warriors. They had the, whoo, the X factor, you know. They were tall and handsome. And they were gifted, warrior-type people. They were very beautiful people. But he said, no, there's no it 
And then all of somebody right there in the, in the, playing his harp, you know, with the, with the shepherd in them, but the sheep, well, bring him in. And of course, he was the one. And God says, because God says, I don't look at the outward appearance. We do, but he doesn't. And he said here, in the, in the, in the word, in, in Acts 13, 22, but God removed Saul and replaced him with David. Saul was the king before that, but that's too long of a story right now. But basically, he defunct, he said, he disobeyed, and God says, I cannot work with you any longer. And he says, but I have found David, a man about whom God says, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. David had a very special relationship with God. I love this in the Passion. It really says it nicely here. After removing Saul, God raised up David to be king. For God said of him, look at this, guys. I have found in David, son of Jesse, a man who always pursues my heart. And if I say, can say anything about what my life stands for what I want what we want as a church is to pursue the heart of God we want to pursue the heart of God a relationship with God intimacy with God in such a beautiful way and he will accomplish everything I've destined him to do see everything is always about the heart God is after your heart he is after our heart he's after the church's heart he's always after our heart not what you do about your heart this this verse can also be explained uh, in the Aramaic he will do all my pleasure so David he will do all my pleasure so he will please God in every way even though David was a red bag he made mistakes as you know if you know the story but he always knew how to get back to God. He always had this soft God. He always repented and came back to him and had this powerful relationship. God just loved him because David lived to pursue the heart of God. He lived to please God. Now, can you say that of yourself? Can you say, man, I live to please God? I want to say about myself, man, when, you, when, when I die, or even when, I, when you walk out the door right now, so I talk about getting a Catherine, they always talk about us, you know, people don't talk about you know, the pastor. And so if you talk about getting, will you say, man, I, I love that he loves God. I love that he pleases God. Will you say this? I hope you do, because I want to do this. I want to please God, and I want to encourage you to please God and to live, to pursue his presence. I wish that all of us would live that way, and God is longing for you too. It's not us pursuing him. He pursued us first. I love the picture that you drew. He painted this in, in the first service. That It's just glorious. I'm buying it. Not anybody else. Mine. No. It's, but isn't it beautiful, Jesus? You know, I mean, the thing is we pursue him. We pursue Jesus in our lives. You know, I tell you, we're going in, into a season of the more, right? It's kind of like almost like a global uh, word, but... 24 for more, of more in 24, has been really a theme for the prophets and blah, 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 all around the world. We spoke about it three weeks ago. So, but if we want to go into the more, if you want to go further, if you want to go higher, we have to go deeper. There is no other way. If a tree wants to go higher, it's got to put its roots deeper, otherwise it's going to fall over. If, if a, if a building is being built it's got to go have deeper in a strong foundation in order for it to go higher guys we will not be able to cope what's happening this is not we're not limited to what we're having right now even the number of people right now is happening what's going to come is glorious 
The harvest is going to come in. The glory is going to come in. The revival is going to happen. What are we going to do? Are we ready? Do we have, do we have our lives in such a beautiful way that we are so deep with God that we can cope when the assault of the enemy, because he will not like it, or anything else will come our way, or even just the strain of carrying this thing. I'm so glad that I'm going into the seat. I'm so glad we're going to my secret player. We both are, Catherine. It's just wonderful. And, and, and I just love going into my place with Jesus, you know, and spend time, I just sometimes hours, you know, and just spend time with him because I know that's the only way that I'm going to cope with what's happening right now. Otherwise, maybe pride will come into me or whatever can happen. I want to stay low, right? I want to stay in his presence because I know that the power and everything that I need for this life is in his presence, right? I'm glad three of you agree. Guys, there is no other way. There is simply no other way. Psalm 42, I love this. Deep calls on to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. Come on, what a beautiful language. The roar of your presence it talks about the waterfall of your glory and the waves crashing over me. Lord, I want to go deeper with you. I want to have more fellowship. I want to have more intimacy. I want to know you more. I want to behold the face of Jesus as I change from glory to glory, from faith to faith and strength to strength. Lord, that's what I want for my life. That's what we want for our church together, Lord. That your presence will overwhelm us. Psalm 42 says it so well. This is not David, but one of the uh, Korah songs, uh, songs. As the deer pants for streams of water. By the way, it says above the heading in the Passion, it says a cry for revival. A cry for revival. It says, as a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants, you know, longs for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. I love this in the Passion. It says it's so beautiful. I long to drink of you, O God. Look at this line, people. Drinking deeply from the streams of pleasure flowing from your presence. Isn't that beautiful? That's what we do when we worship and we spend time with the Lord. We drink deeply from the streams, pleasure, power, His presence. Guys, and we get filled. As we talked three weeks ago, I talked about the whole thing of Ephesians 3. talked about knowing God, knowing God. And when you know God, you'll be filled with all the fullness of God. There is a fullness to be experienced as we know God better, as we lean into His presence and lean into His Holy Spirit. You know, the depths of your heart can only be satisfied by the depths of God's heart. He is such a beautiful Father. And if you want to know Him, when we get to know Him deeper and deeper and deeper, our depths, the cries of our heart, sometimes, so often, we look at other things, with other things around us, we get distracted by stuff. We think this or that or the other is going to satisfy our soul. But nothing is going to satisfy our soul as Jesus will satisfy your soul. There is no other option. There is no other way. Well, there is other options. You can try. It's not going to work. You will always be felt wanting. There's only one person who can satisfy your soul, and that's Jesus Christ. God is love. He is love. God is love. 
And when we draw from his love, we receive love and we become love and we change from glory to glory to glory to glory. The Lord looks at the heart. He says, the Lord looks at here in 1 Samuel, the Lord does not look at the things that people look at, those other brothers of David. They look strong and trained and gifted and handsome. People look at outward appearance, we all do. But the Lord, it says here, looks at the heart. You know, the Lord weighs the affections of your heart and my heart. He weighs how you are leaning into Him. He weighs um, how much you spend in the secret. He, he, he weighs your prayer life. He weighs your transformation. He weighs your yieldedness. That is important to Him. He is more important, He's more interested in what you are becoming than what you are achieving. I mean, you may be achieving lots, and He wants you to achieve lots, but it's not the priority. We can't go after the camels. Remember the, the whole figure provision? We go after His face. We go after the line of Judah. We go for Jesus first, and that's so important in this way. He, he, he weighs the affections. So my question is, where are your affections? Are they being distracted by other things? Is it Jesus plus something? I want to say something to you. In this church, we say Jesus plus nothing, both for salvation, but also for living in our lives. Come on. Jesus said, to, this is under the law, but he says, what is the greatest command? He says, love your Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, everything. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. Intimacy with God is not possible without a full engagement of your heart to God. He's longing for you. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for me. He's waiting for the church. I don't want to play church here. I can't be bothered playing church here. I've got other things I could do. But what I am interested in, I'm interested in a body that will pursue the presence of God in such a way that we will go deeper and deeper into the Holy Spirit and that revival and outpouring of the Holy Spirit start coming. Not only you will start flying high and be like Jesus in every way, both in character and in power, but also the church will be powerful again, be glorious again, be effective again, be a witness again. Don't be hidden away. Be on the mountain as a light to the world and even convicting the world and drawing the world into the promises of God instead of being some lame organization on the sideline being sidelined by the world we are no longer going to be sidelined by the world because we're going to be on our knees worshiping him and as we worship as we pray he is going to do that he says you go to your secret place i will outwardly honor you and that will happen because god will start doing stuff that we could never do he will change the hearts of sinners that we could never do whoa come on this is a good word I'm encouraged by it. God is so involved. He so wants to love you. And so he's looking at the posture of our hearts. How is the posture of our hearts? Is he number one? Is he number one? And we see that David, I'm almost finished. We see David as our prior, uh, a pursuit of God, as our example. Right? Psalm 27, this is David. Here it says, here is the one thing I crave. The one thing. You see three times now, the one thing. Everybody say one thing. David had a heart after God. Why? Because he was all about the one thing. 
Some of us are about three things. I got my job, I got my family, and I got God. Well, yes, and it's all important, but in the end, the priority and number one has to be Jesus. It has to be Jesus because everything else flows out of it. So here he says here, this is the one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek about all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house. Finding the sweet loveliness, loveliness of his face. Filled with awe and wonder and delighting in the glory of his grace. And I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. Come on, is God taking pleasure in your every prayer? His desires become your desires. In this shelter, in the day of trouble, that's where you find me for he hides me there in his holiness can you imagine this people God is hiding you in his holiness he's hiding you in his holiness and look at this he has smuggled you into his secret place you didn't know it's in the Bible right he has smuggled you into his secret place you have become the Catholic well said last week. You become the holy place. We become the tabernacle. We become the dwelling place of God. It is so powerful, so glorious. One thing he says, and another Psalm 34, I'm almost done. One thing, say, I say one thing. Again, it's one thing. He is so focused. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only I seek. Anybody feel convicted or convinced or encouraged or Invited or however you feel. I mean, we're invited in such an amazing life. This is the only thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Oh, verse 5, to gaze upon Him. Join your life with His and joy will come. Some of you have lost your joy because you don't spend time with Him. In Him is perfect joy. In His presence is fullness of joy. People, get with the play get with the play that's how it works people of joy where were we somewhere (laughs) so good your faces with look at this your faces will glisten with glory you'll never wear a shame face again next week when you come back i don't want to see any shame faces here you come in here say pastor i'm glorious i'm pumping I'm with Jesus. He is my Lord and Savior. He is my everything. And I've been leaning in. I've been drinking from His pleasure, from His dreams of His pleasure, of His presence. Woo! Glory for Jesus, right? When I had nothing, come on, it's David. When I had nothing, desperate, defeated, I cried out to the Lord. That's prayer. And He heard me. Of course He does. Bring His miraculous deliverance to me when I needed it most. Verse 8. Drink deeply of the pleasures of this God. Guys, I can't get any more clear. Make sure you drink deeply. Drink 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 deeply from the pleasures of his presence experience for yourself the joyous mercy he gives to all who turn to hide themselves in him worship with awe in awe and wonder all you who've been made holy that's new testament You've been made holy through Jesus Christ, right? You're as perfect as Jesus is. Look at this. It's amazing. 
For all you who fear him and love him and want to please him, fearing God means to please. Like if you fear your wife, it's like you want to please her. You don't want to do anything to offend her. That's the fear of God. You don't want anything to offend her. That's what we do with God. It's not like fear, afraid. It's the fear. We want to please you. We want to love you. That's what David did. Look at this. Even the strong and the wealthy grow weak and hungry. But those, here we go, guys. Those who passionately pursue the Lord will never lack any good thing. Those who passionately pursue him will never seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the other things shall be added onto your life. People, he wants us to seek him, to worship him, to pray and especially pursue his presence. This was the secret of David. This was the secret of David. That's why he was called a man after God's own heart because he always prioritized the presence of God. He always passionately pursued God's heart. Finished. Let's have coffee and tea. Finished. That's it. And this is what we're doing here. This is what our church is doing. That's where I'm going. That's where Catherine's going. That's where Simon is going. That's where the whole board is going. All of our leaders are going. I hope you all go there. All of us with us, we're going to this place of personally pursue the heart of God. God is still looking for people who have a heart like David. I'm one of them. And who else is with me? Come on. Okay, come on. All of us. Come on. All of us are with us in Jesus' name. So good. We're finished now. Why don't you stand together? God is looking for people who prioritize His heart. Lord, we will prioritize your heart. We will be all about the one thing. We all want to be about the one thing. The one thing to, we crave, the one thing we seek, Lord, is to be with you, to seek you in your temple, to seek you in your presence, to seek your name, because you are my own one desire. Lord, you are my one. Come on, we're going to sing this song. You are my one desire. Come on, say it together. You are my one desire. You are my one desire. Lord, you are my one desire. I give myself to you. I surrender my heart to you. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing this together. All of us. One thing.